calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Les hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. Before we get started with our This Week in the Lesdom, we would love if you would check out the new trailer for my new podcast, Sweet Bitter, coming out on October 15th. We get this glimpse back in time into what were women thinking about? What was important to her, to her women? Introducing Sweet Bitter, a podcast where we investigate the truth and controversy surrounding Sappho, her life, the Isle of Lesbos, and her relevance today. Each episode will deep dive into a part of the mystery of Sappho with insights from academics, translators, performers, and poets. Scholars and writers and religious authorities have been intentionally erasing the lesbian love in Sappho's poems for millennia now, but her work has survived all of that. It's pretty shocking to me that people are still asking, are these really lesbian poems? About the woman who the term lesbian was named after. Was Sappho married? Did she have a child? Did she really have relationships with women? All of this is up for debate. To find out the answers to all of this and more, listen to Sweet Bitter, launching on October 15th, wherever you get your podcasts. This Week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And this week we have some very exciting news about our musical. (laughs) Ellie's about to explode. I've been waiting to tell everyone for years. We we're, <laughs> we're announcing one of our cast members, Chelina Kennedy, who is Broadway royalty, <laughs> played Carol King in Beautiful on Broadway, is an incredible singer, also a member of the LGBTQ community, which is very exciting for us as well. And she will be playing my ex-girlfriend, of course. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> We are beside ourselves. We just cannot express how excited we are to have some of the announcements coming out about the people that are going to be making this musical with us because they are incredible. Incredible. 
And this is just the start of our announcements, so you get ready. Also, as a reminder, we are still running our crowdfunding campaign at bit.ly slash the flame the musical. So if you want to help us pay Chalina Kennedy, we would very much appreciate your support. Um, if that doesn't convince you, what will? No, not future casting announcements. Just wait. Just wait. Um, what else do we have going on, Ellie? We still have a trivia night coming up. So on October 22nd, uh, if you have not caught up and finished your rewatch yet, you still have a little bit of time before Orphan Black Trivia. It will be uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific time. So get to studying, y'all. So excited. In more dramatic and sad news. I'm not ready for this 180 we are doing emotionally I'm right now. I'm so sorry, but we have to talk about it. Teenage Bounty Hunters has been canceled after one season. It is literally not okay. Not okay. We Where's Netflix headquarters? I, I do not accept this decision. I'm I going, refuse. Je refuse. I, I refuse. I will personally go there, and whoever is responsible for, the, for this decision, you're going to be tied to a chair until you change it. Sorry. <laughs> I I could get arrested for this. Is that a death threat online? Online, I don't know. But I'm just... I think tying them to a chair is not. It's not a death threat, right? It's just... Yeah. A it's a tying you to a chair threat. Yeah. I think that's yeah. allowed. Okay, so... But they deserve it. You cannot cancel Teenage Bounty Hunters. If there's any chance, I need sh- it. If there's any chance for the show to be renewed, I pray to God that it will be. Either way, we love the cast. Our hearts go out to them not being able to be on our screens again. And also to all of you out there who love the show just as much as we do, we're in mourning with you. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Okay, should we talk about some better news? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, yesterday was coming out day, so Happy that's always fun. We love coming out day. Uh, if anybody used yesterday as like their actual coming out day, um, hey, welcome. Congratulations. We love you. Congrats. <laughs> if they came out yesterday and then just chose, they were like, you know what? I just came out. Let me find all the queer media I can. Then they listen to this episode. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, or we have listeners who like have not come out to you're everyone right, right. yet. So maybe, you know, we're just we just want to say we're proud of all of you. That's all. We're so proud. Other things that we're proud of. So some of you might notice or remember that on this day, three years ago. <laughs> A much younger and, you know, tiny, babier version of Ellie and Lee <laughs> launched a little podcast called Let's called Hang Let's Out. Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we said let's hang out again soon for the first time. We did. And then we hung out soon years for three ago. years. <laughs> <laughs> and we will keep hanging out soon for many, many more. So we just want to say thank you. To everybody that has been listening for the past three years or the past three days, it just, this has been crazy. This has been crazy. Absolute, this has been bonkers. Yes, absolutely. Like we love it. To be a we part love all of, of you. Lives, so. We could never have dreamed of being here uh, when we were there. It's just, look at everything you've made possible. <laughs> we're going to cry. We are crying. <laughs> We might be crying. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been amazing. We have just been so, so happy to be doing this with all of you. So 
Three more. Many more. Many 30 more. more. 33 more. Yeah. 300 more. more. How long do we want to live? <laughs> However old we are. I That's die what's this happening <laughs> this week. Uh, back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 52nd installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, blam, a cracking from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure which. Uh, I, I felt like maybe you were going to sing this one, no? Oh, or, you know, I should have, but I don't know why. It's just that line, I must have been the... I think that was my most quoted line from this movie when this came out, so I had to. Wasn't that you? It felt nostalgic. <laughs> yes. And we are joined by two very special guests today, Lisa Charlotte and Elise Knorr, the team, including me, behind Sweet Bitter, <laughs> a podcast about the life and controversy of Sappho, the original lesbian. Thank you for hanging out with us. Hey. Thanks hey, for thanks us. for having me. It's like all me. of my worlds, all of my gay worlds. I know. Divided. This is like, this is an Ellie podcast Venn diagram happening right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> can, can we talk about like the names, like Ellie, Lee, Elise, Lisa? Like it's, there's a theme honestly, here. We feel like we should. <laughs> we it's were, a little yeah. much, right? We were talking about it with Elise before because Elise yeah. is a poet and she was saying it's like, what is it? The, mo- the yeah. happiest vowel? So, I mean, like, my subspecialty within poetry is portmanteaus. And so, you know, I think that our four-way couple, celebrity couple name would be Ellie Elisily. That's the one. We're doing ship names at the end. Yeah. But this is important. I'm shipping us. I'm shipping us under like Elisa and like get them all in there. It's true. Yeah, but you need more syllables for for the Tumblr hashtag of this ship, you know, situation. Mm. That's true. That's true. You're so right. But I do. I don't know. Like, I gravitate towards the E's, I guess. Here's what I'm going to suggest. Girl band. (laughs) Um, Actually, we could do that. We could. Tell me that we would not be successful as a girl band if someone was like, oh my God, who is your favorite? Is it Lisa, Lee, Elise, or Ellie? Like, yeah. it just, yeah. it sounds like it's meant to be. Yeah. And what's happening right now is that, like, all my dreams are already coming true being on this podcast. And then you go and say something like that, Lee. And I'm like, get out of here. I'm quitting my job. I'm, I'm going to stand. Let's do it. I'm for it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit before we get started. Lisa, let's talk about Sweet Bitter. Why did you decide to start this podcast? Uh, well, actually, I heard Elise talking on Buffering about Sappho, and then I, like a creeper, just like stalked her. <laughs> Wait, how did I never realize that was you? <laughs> on oh, Buffering? that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that... Um, very, very I- cool. They, I mean, they, they asked me to be on Buffering because, um, I mean, Kristen's very gracious and reached out and, and is, is so generous in that way. But I also, as a lesbian poet myself, con- I consider myself like one of Sappho's like great, 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 great granddaughters. Um, and I've, I've like opened like books of mine have had like Sappho as the epigraph and like the, you know, the guiding wisdom. So <laughs> For anyone who's not familiar, can you just give us a, a real quick intro of like, who is Sappho? Who are we talking about? Just in case, just in case. Which, 
Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the OG lesbian, like where the word lesbian comes from. So she's an ancient Greek poet, one of the first poets ever. And she's writing on the island of Lesbos in archaic Greek times, uh, 2000 years ago. And it turns out she's writing these super gay poems about loving ladies and I mean, who isn't? Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, so she's <laughs> she's great. We, we, we've been having a good time putting the podcast together. Yeah, because I reached out to Elise like mid last year. And then and then Ellie jumped on board. And then we just all simultaneously dropped it. And then COVID happened. So we were like, nice. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do a podcast. That's what everybody's doing in, um, in quarantine, right? Why so not? I hear it's what the cool kids do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how does Sappho relate to the Should Have Been Gay we're going to be doing? And for those of you who don't know, we're doing a Should Have Been Gay on Juno today. <laughs> Very relatable to Sappho. The hit 2007 classic Juno. <laughs> Did we decide that there actually isn't really a connection, but we just... Of course there is. It- <laughs> well, we can Ellen stretch Page. it. Well, yes. Juno was named after the wife. She says, Elise said this earlier today, and I didn't even realize this. She says Juno was the wife of Zeus. And that's sort of technically correct. But Juno and Jupiter are the Roman versions of the gods, and Hera and Zeus are the Greek. So actually, Juno was married to Zeus by a different name, Jupiter. So that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna bring it all together. Does that not feel like just the exact right amount of research for someone in 2007 to have done <laughs> for this movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean I was I was reading that the screenwriter like wrote the whole thing in like a Starbucks in a Target. And so there's no so she's just kind of doing her best, you know? Like she she wrote the thing in like two weeks, you know. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. But also <laughs> it does feel right. <laughs> it's like either a classic is written in three years or two weeks. Those are the only two options. Yes. Do you want to read our IMDb synopsis, Lee? I'm ready for this. Oh my God, would I love to. Uh, Especially because I'm super excited for us to have four gay synopses today. It's going to be intense. Like the anticipation is getting to me. So our IMDb synopsis, for anyone who is not familiar with the classic film Juno, faced with an unplanned pregnancy, an offbeat young woman makes an unusual decision regarding her unborn child. An offbeat young woman? There's a lot of like euphemistic language. In there. There's so much coded language in that IMDb synopsis. <laughs> Who wrote it? They're like, I want to make this a pu- synopsis and a puzzle all at the same time. <laughs> it's like when somebody says Juno is a different kind of girl, and you're like, hmm. yeah. yeah. And my grandma, when I was growing up, used to say I was like a really independent woman, and I was like, I think we all know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. who wants to kick it off with their gay synopsis? Let's start with everyone's tr- looking, averting the ga- their gaze, <laughs> G-A-Y-Z. The pressure, the pressure. <laughs> I will start since everyone so doesn't want to do it. So, here's my gay synopsis. All right, here we go. If Juno just gave her baby to a couple of nice lesbos like she wanted to, then everything would have been Okay. <laughs> that's great yes. that's, that's the movie great. I want it's so see. true that's the movie okay I'll see. put the pressure on then uh, Elise what's your gay synopsis 16 year old baby gay Gino McGuff experiments with heterosexuality one fateful night and ends up with a great story to tell her future female partner yes <laughs> yes true true I love it <laughs> 
Okay, what about you, Lisa? Mine was pretty similar to Elisa's, um, <laughs> which is basically, I, I went off the IMDb one and I said, a, a young gay woman makes an unusual decision to have sex with a man, resulting in an unplanned pregnancy. Um, although my backup was just Ellen Page. That was the synopsis. Yeah. So. See, that's mine. I think my, my, yes. my gay synopsis for Juno is... Ellen Page has never played a straight character, the high school pregnancy edition. True. <laughs> True. Yep. Yeah, that's perfect. There's honestly... Name a straight person she's played. Go ahead. I can. The Ellen Page challenge. It doesn't exist. The limit is... I mean, exist. I think they tried to make her straight in X-Men. They try to make her straight all the time, but it never we'll is We'll do X-Men next. <laughs> yeah, they Coming up soon, X-Men should have been gay. <laughs> I could totally be down for X-Men should have been gay. Oh, well, I'm 100% adding it to the list. Add it. Add it. Elise and I did, like, um, a Battlestar Galactica episode on X-Men the other day. That's amazing. Uh, which we'll probably be releasing this week as well, actually, so. Oh, yes. Lisa also has a Battlestar Galactica podcast, if we have any. I do. What do, what do you call <laughs> Battlestar Galactica fans? Uh, I don't know. They're like, are, I never like, really thought about Galacticons. I've done no, I've named them. Yeah, Galacticons. Unite. I think, done. like, the thing, the thing about Ellen Page, I have to say one thing, which is that I'm, I'm watching Umbrella Academy. I'm having a really nice time. And it's a show about all these people with these really weird, cool, unusual superpowers. And I'm, like, suspending my disbelief and suspending my disbelief. And then they have Ellen Page dating a trash man. Like, a man, period. But, like, a trash man. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, you know, this is, I, this is like breaking the fourth wall. I can't believe it anymore. <laughs> the, the least convincing thing in Umbrella Academy is Vanya being straight. Yeah. But has no one seen season two? I've seen, I have seen season two. <laughs> you will, seen but don't ruin it for I haven't least. seen it I'm yet, not but I, it. I know what happens. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> but look, it's something to look forward to. That's all I'm saying. Yes. All right. So. What was our experience with Juno? Let's start. We're just going to keep going, like, rotating a circle of four. Elise, what was your experience with Juno? I remember that I I was in college. I was in, like, my sophomore or junior year of college, and we had decided, my roommates and I, that we're going to watch all the Oscar movies for that year. And so I remember one of them was Doubt, and and then there was Juno, and that was, like, a confusing pair to watch because I was, like, super gay, but didn't know I was gay yet and wasn't out yet. Um, so yeah, I just watched it in the theater. I know I, I saw it in the theater and I was working with, with teen moms at the time, doing some volunteer work with teen moms. And so I thought it was really cool to see them on screen, see Juno on screen. And it, I just remember it feeling like such a different kind of movie. There, there, were, there weren't these like indie movies with like indie music and um, quippy dialogue, quippy, ironic dialogue from youths, and they had cool clothes, and um, <laughs> it just felt like a very different kind of movie than one I had ever ever seen before. Just super cool clothes, like flannels and hoodies. Yeah. Just like, like, yeah. Just like you your typical cool. normal straight cool clothes. <laughs> when I say cool, I mean gay. I'm not talking about bleakers cross-country uniform. I'm talking about Ellen Page's, like, frumpy sweaters and flannel, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. It did look cool to a baby gay. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know if you were, you were already out What about then. you, Ellie? What was... Um, who Did you ask me? I did ask you. Um, I, I'm like, when did this movie come out? Okay, so I must have seen this movie in high school. I remember seeing it, but like, I don't remember if I saw it in the theaters or if I saw it somewhere else. But I just remember it being like 
a movie that defined the like millennial high school experience mm. of just like like you said the quippy dialogue the ellen page and i feel like it just started so much gay love for ellen page i was like i love that <laughs> actor and i don't know why <laughs> and that's it that was it for me yeah how about you elise Oh, I already just did Elise. How about you, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with all of us having yeah. the same names. name. The same name. <laughs> that feels really gay of us. Like, it feels like, why? Like, like, <laughs> it's like dating a girl who has the exact same name as you, and you're like, who's who? <laughs> um, I, I saw this. I think Elise and I are about the same age, so I was also in university. Um, and I saw it with my first love, um, and it was very cute. Uh, and at the cinema in the really awkward dancing scene, the whole <laughs> cinema cut out. <laughs> and so uh, that was probably the worst. We were like, what's going to happen? So I think we got free movie tickets out of it. Um, but yeah, we he, he like bought me the soundtrack. And again, like I was not out at this point either, <laughs> but apparently was like full in a queer relationship with this man, according to <laughs> Elliot. <Owens. laughs> I said, you can still be in a like relationship with a man that is queer. And that's what yeah. that relationship was. <laughs> well, I mean, the song from the movie was then our song. So I feel oh, like wow. that's yes. pretty gay. Yes. I also feel like this movie like really started the like high school nerds are hot <laughs> like thing <laughs> that is fine and cool better than better than high school assholes are hot right yeah but it no but I I think you're right Ellie it feels so emblematic of like when like yeah some nerdy guy just like started writing screenplays and every single one of them was like, he's secretly been the best guy all along. And you're like, mm, yes. Okay. Well, I guess. And what was brilliant about how they did it was that, you know, she's, she's in the high school and the, the jocks walk by and, and start bullying her. And, and you're like, okay, this happens in literally every teen movie. And then she turns out, but they like, they, they're like self-referential about the fact that they're busting through that cliche right away by her being like, yeah, but you know, he thinks I'm hot. And it's almost like they're <laughs> they're making fun of that pattern. It's it's just brilliant. Okay, but but wait, because can we use that as our diving point into? Can we just jump right into like how gay this movie? Yes, is? <laughs> and, and specifically how gay Juno is. Yes, right. Um, because I no, because I literally wrote down the entire quote of that scene because I was like. <laughs> Um, here's the thing. I love going back because like same thing. I, I this came out when I was in college and it was like I saw it. I, I super loved the soundtrack for it. Like that was also a big a, a turning point, I think, in this movie was like, you know, when you started listening to movies like for, just for the soundtracks a lot, you know, um, but going back and rewatching them now with like, you know, Ellie and I always say like fresher, gayer eyes. Um, <laughs> you see movies a little differently. Going back and watching that scene when she's like, oh, that jock is like totally into me because jocks are always into like this type of girl. Okay. Can we just discuss the type of girl <laughs> that she describes? Because this is the quote. She says, Girls with horn-rimmed glasses and vegan footwear, goth makeup, girls who, like, play the cello and read McSweeney's and want to be children's librarians when they grow up. And I'm like, ma'am, do you mean lesbians? Also, like, do you <laughs> mean, does. yeah, guys are always into that girl. Like, why do you have the very specific idea of, like, a hot, attractive woman? 
And the girl that she's, like, picturing in her, like, they have this whole little montage scene where they're, like, building this little, you know, like, lesbian doll version of this girl that she's uh, describing. And she's, like, in a flannel and has the, like, you know, the hair and the glasses. And I'm just like, that's just gay. You're just, you're, yeah, it's funny how, like, boo, they always bully the girls that they're into but can't have because they're gay giant lesbians (laughs) she she literally in that little fantasy like takes a straight looking girl and like constructs a lesbian out of her (laughs) visually like by adding like these paper doll like flannel items yeah we've all we've all had that thought process (laughs) (laughs) there's like there's so much gay like juno herself is so gay coded i wrote down a few other lines too but this one really like blew me away when she was telling all of her favorite bands do you remember that Oh, yeah. So Mark is like, what are your favorite bands? Also, Mark sucks. We all know this. Um, <laughs> and she says, oh, the Stooges, Patti Smith, and the Runaways. And the Runaways. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's literally like the bands that Cat from 10 Things I Hate About You would go to that lesbian bar and watch. <laughs> yeah. Like they, Juno and Cat would be together. Oh my god, can we ship Juno? Can we've never done a should have been gay ship where we, ship <laughs> we just cross movies, over but like, movies? I would yeah. cross over ship Juno with Kat so hard. Ugh, I can see yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I have a really visual imagination and I just, <laughs> I full picture that. So thank you yeah. for that. You're Are you also like making them gayer in your head? So you're yeah. like, just, just take them, but like maybe with some trucks on but and like, could, yeah. could, could they be gayer is my could question. Could they be gay as well? Yep. <laughs> I've got a couple writing deadlines coming up, but then I can write this fan fiction. Like, I, yes. I will, like, I'll oh deliver it. It's fine for you guys, you know. Elise, <laughs> do you write fanfic? I feel like you, you, do you have, like, a page where you write fanfic? Oh, wow, you're, like, like, putting her on the spot right now. I have, like, a really detailed set of different scenarios in my head, but I've never written them all down, mm-hmm. um, which is really just laziness, to be honest. But you have a book about, like, Dana Scully, Xena the Warrior Princess. I have Buffy. a book about, yeah, I took one of my fan fictions in my head where I was like, it would be cool to go on a road trip with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Xena Warrior Princess, and Dana Scully from the X-Files to like find a feminist utopic city where only women can live. And this is a book that was already written in the 15th century. And so I decided to like rewrite it with those three as the heroes. So um, that's like oh the one God. fanfic I've written down. But I, you're like, I, I haven't it. written fanfic, but I but I took five years to write this extensive, <laughs> but I published it. <laughs> you're like, I'm not on AO3, but if you go to your local library, <laughs> uh, there's just no like, it's not as brilliant as what you just described with Juno and Cat. So I feel like I I'm living in the shadow of that now. No, I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> I can't wait to read it and I live that road either. trip. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> So okay, so we're clearly say we're we're digging into Juno is Juno is our sh- our should have been gay in this, yeah? yeah. So what are what are some other highlight moments? Like Lisa, what was your what were like standout moments for you of how gay Juno is in this movie? Although like okay, I do want to say something though because they use gay as an insult a couple of times, mm. mm-hmm. and and that was yeah. Anyway, when does Juno strike me as? No, I'm gonna pass and pass it to somebody. <laughs> no, else. like I, I just want to say that, and now let's talk about Juno some more. <laughs> no, let's talk about that though, because that also is like such a. I watched it again. It's like it's such a like 2000s thing, and you're just like, it was that. It's like that moment where people were like, lesbians exist, but we still mm-hmm. don't know if we like them yet. You know, <laughs> and it's so painful to see. 
Ellen yeah. Page, also, who you know is at that time probably like struggling with her own sexuality, saying all these lines that are like, like I said, she literally says when she's her and her friend are looking through the pages, like, I just want to give my uh, my baby to a couple of nice lesbos. And it's like <laughs> nice, but also you're like, mm, did you like you just wrote that for a joke? When, like, actually, it would be actually really good for you, a little baby, to give your baby to a loving lesbian family. (laughs) And I think, like, she did the closest thing she could for 2007 by giving it to a single mom. Like, Mm -hmm. it it feels like this feminist empowerment moment when, like, she decides to give the baby to Vanessa, you know, even without Mark, the picture. And then Vanessa then frames the, the note on the wall and it becomes this, like all women nuclear family like spiritual family kind of in her in her like honoring Juno's choice that way it is but at the same time it does it in that 2007 way of like they make Vanessa look like an insane like crazy bitch the whole movie yeah you know and like the whole movie spends the entire time like building up Mark for the intense purpose of being like wow what an asshole he is and I get that but they do it at the expense of Vanessa, I know. like the whole rest of the time. I really and it's like hope... not until the very end, you know. I really hope Vanessa finds a nice wife to help oh. her raise her baby. That's like yes. my headcanon of that. Is like Love she finds that. totally a wife. I think she does. They have some more kids. You she know? leaves. She leaves that like no good for nothing Ben Affleck, and she raised. You know, I mean Mark, and ben she raises Affleck. Come on, Ben Affleck. Come on. <laughs> Wait, but isn't that who? She's talking about Jennifer re- Garner. Yeah, she's talking about real Netflix. life people. You yeah. don't know this? Real life okay. <laughs> you don't yeah. know your celebrity gossip? <laughs> no, sorry. No, I thought she was calling Jason it. Bateman Ben Affleck, and I was going to no, be like, what Jennifer's is happening real right life. Now? Honestly, they're all the it. same. They're it. all just useless <laughs> men. And, um, Look, I mean, I you're not going to get much together. argument here, but you know. <laughs> I do think that, like, she starts, like, I think Gina starts feeling better about Vanessa before before Mark reveals himself to be a dick with the mall scene, right? Because, like, the mall mm. scene is just Jennifer Garner, like, freaking acting her heart out. Like, that scene is so cool. And I know it's not gay, like, erotic, but it's, like, homosocial, like, women bonding. It's very cool. They're mm-hmm. touching each other a lot. Like, it, I don't know. It's just sweet. I love the phrase homosocial. I've never heard that. <laughs> Yeah, like, I want like, it on a shirt. It's, <laughs> it's like when something's gay, but not like erotic gay, you know? Like when you're gay with your friends. Like every women's sports team, like every sports team period is very homosocial <laughs> because it's like you're like sex segregated and just like touching each other's butts a lot. It's homosocial. Mm, homosocial. I'm about it. I just love your I synopsis just... of sports teams. <laughs> I'm also just really enjoying Ellie digesting this term. Like, homosocial. It's yes. going to be on a Les Hangout shirt in like yeah. three oh, weeks. Oh, absolutely. I'm like designing it as we speak. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe like at the beginning when Juno says that she wants someone who has like a cool Asian wife who plays bass guitar, like maybe, maybe this child does now have a cool Asian wife <gasps> with a bass guitar. Like, Full circle, like Juno gets what she wants. I hope yeah, someone make happens. us this sequel. Make us this sequel, <laughs> damn it! Yeah, because we know Vanessa's into musicians, and I'm assuming she got all of Mark's guitars in the like the Alamo, like in the divorce, and so she's all set up for her future bass guitar playing wife. Mm-hmm. We're just choosing to believe she got everything of Mark's in the divorce, right? Like <laughs> just cleaned house, just cleaned him out. That's what I want to see. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I want the 2020 sequel where we now have like the the baby all like, you know, hitting like teenage years. Juno's grown up. 
Vanessa's grown up and now married to the Asian bass player of her dreams. I love it. I want it. I'm so in on that. Look, if we can freaking like reboot every goddamn movie these days, why can't we get this? That's all I want to know. Yeah, it's like the story is like the child going out and searching for like his biological parents. I see it. Oh I my god! And it. then he could find Mark and or, or sorry, no, it wouldn't even be Mark, would it? You're talking about bleak, we don't even need Mark. We don't need Mark in the movie. Mark he's gonna go Mark find. Yeah, he's exist. gonna go find Juno and Polly. Oh, I love it. Except she Who ditched Polly. Yeah, and he's and, obviously yeah with his men as well. Like everybody's gay with his yeah. men, um, <laughs> all of and, them, and, and the kid is, with all of his men, the, the whole is, track team. It's the whole track team. <laughs> He's going to go look for them, and he's going to find Juno and Leah. And I'm going to use that to say we're going to take a quick break uh, and come right back to talk about who maybe Juno should have been gay with in this movie. Yeah? You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So, not to keep us too much in suspense, but clearly Juno should have been with Leah in this movie. Oh my god, yes. They are so gay together. Can we talk a little bit about them together? Because I have a lot of really strong feelings about them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Look, this movie, again, with so many movies written in this time period, this movie does not set up Juno and Polly. At all. I love how this right? is a podcast and we're all just shaking our heads. Four, four podcast hosts, everybody just silently <laughs> shaking their heads. We're just enraptured. Like, we're speechless by this point that you're making. <laughs> like, everyone can feel the shake. Folks, we are professional podcasters. can feel the shake. But agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the movie does not set up Judo and Polly, and I'd like to just, can we highlight some of the moments that really set up um, Juno and Leah as the clear couple choice in this film. So let's, Elise, let's start with you. Do you have some, do you have some good moments you want to call out for Juno and Leah? I'll mention two. I mean, one is just like that she's there in the hospital watching the, the ultrasound like any good dad would be there to do. And the other is that 
she's with Juno when Juno's about to let her parents know that she's pregnant. And it's like, that scene looks so much like she's about to come out, right? She's like, I've got to tell you guys something. I'm really nervous to tell you. I've got to tell you. And they're like, what, did you murder someone? And and like, it doesn't occur to them either, like in their post talk pep talk with each other or in the moment with Juno to guess that. And I'm like, have you met your daughter? Like, have you ever (laughs) met the human who lives in the house with you? Who's six? Like, she's with her girlfriend here about to tell you that, that, okay. And so I, I think they should have been like more shocked that that was the news and not that. Yeah. she was coming out to them. Well, and I mean, first of all, yes, she brings Leah to... Ev- Leah is her moral support. Leah is her yeah. go-to that she brings everywhere for everything, for every big moment in her life. Uh, she does not go to Polly. She goes to Leah. And not only does she bring Leah to do the whole, like, coming out to your parents conversation, also, in that conversation, when she does tell them that it's Polly Bleeker's kid, Leah's face when her dad repeats, like... <laughs> Polly Bleeker and Leah's like I know right like she is so equally disappointed in the whole turnout of the situation <laughs> she's like I really thought it'd be me before Polly but you know what are you gonna do I know I you... kind of love it though and I think that you can look to Polly Bleeker as actually further evidence of her gayness maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here but like she picks this like incredibly sweet harmless boy to experiment with you know who's like and, and like she's the one who comes on to him and she's the one who like kind of initiates the whole situation and is in control the whole time and so that seems you know like a nascent gay to me too well comes on to him and then seemingly has absolutely no interest in him for the entire rest of the movie until the very end when it's like compulsory heterosexuality <laughs> it's like she remembers I, she's in a, in a movie and she's like oh yeah I'm yeah. in a movie and it's 2007 I better wrap this up and be straight real quick <laughs> <laughs> I will say like Every single one of my quote unquote boyfriends in high school were Polly Bleeker. <laughs> Basically, just oh, a gay yeah. woman, right? Yes. Like, you're in the band <laughs> together. Like, you want someone super, like, not intimidating, someone who's yeah. not going to pressure you into doing stuff that you don't want to do because you don't want to do it. And that's what Juno does. And then, and then she's like, well, let me just try this because. I should do it. I'm 16 and I'm a straight girl, quote unquote. Let me do it once. And like, eh, it was so, fine. Was Paul, <laughs> wait, was Polly Bleeker her first time? Or was the, like, I couldn't tell what, how, what the film was saying about that. Okay. It's No, it's hard to tell, right? Because she does say that at one point where she's like, it was his first time. That's why he made that face. But it doesn't sound like she's saying it as though it was her first time. Look, some, some, you know, like, late night sleepovers with Leah. I don't know what happened. I'm just saying someone could write us that fan fiction, too. Mm. Whatever you want, you know? I'm pretty sure it, like, because she says to him, well, I have your virginity. And he, like, doesn't, like, retort. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like the movie indicates she's been having sex already. She's already sexually active if we're going to use the... <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> one of the first lines of dialogue in the movie, uh, I mean, you have the whole opening sequence where she's, like, taking the pregnancy tests and everything, right? But then she calls Leah on the phone, right? And, like, our introduction to Leah is this conversation that includes, Mm. like, her asking, what did she say? She makes some joke about, like, Morgan Freeman or something, and she's like, yeah, you have any bones that need collecting? And Leah's response is, only the one in my pants. And I'm like, what is your friendship exactly? (laughs) What is the relationship here that's going on? Which I also thought was funny because it's, like, a direct contrast, like, their fun, friendly conversation is a direct contrast to then, like, the scene where she sits outside Bleeker's house in the chair to tell him that she's pregnant and the, the track team runs by and she's like 
talking about how every time she sees the dudes running with their shorts on and like all <laughs> she can picture is their quote pork swords in their shorts <laughs> yes, and like course, she could not course. possibly sound less into that whole situation. I mean pork swords is not an appealing phrase. It is not. Even if you There's were a, not. It's almost like there, it's there's this writing that's really smart and quippy, but then the way Ellen Page delivers these lines in the movie, you almost feel like she is self-awarely poking fun at the compulsory heterosexuality of the film. Like she's like delivering the lines ironically, and if you're if you're watching the movie and you want to see it as her just being an ironic kind of sarcastic teenager you can see it that way but if you're us you're like oh yeah she's like this is like a meta movie uh, with like ellen page crit- <laughs> like critiquing the movie through her act am i reading too much are we like no no, no i love it i'm, yeah. I I'm like this should have been gay of- are you reading too much into it <laughs> but i'm a, I'm a I- like i'm a literary scholar so like all day long i'm like let's analyze like every, like, every no but i also <laughs> no, think it's perfect. it's perfect because even if you look at the end of the movie so like first of all sure you have this whole movie where it's like she does not seem to be like she doesn't talk about Polly or to Polly barely at all the entire movie he's barely even there he's like an afterthought she doesn't bring him to any of the important life events she doesn't talk to him about anything that's going on and then at the end they're like he was the guy for me the whole time and then they don't even show them like it's not like you end in that typical like kind of rom com way of like it's them kissing or it's them doing something it's like they literally put them like six feet apart on opposite ends of a stoop playing guitars together and you're just like they're ahead of their time romance even like are you even into each other or together at all or are you just like good friends what's happening here like this is this is like a few beats after you saw leah with her delivering the baby in the delivery room holding a leg like you i mean you can't get much more intimate than that yeah she's up in it should be her spooning juno at the end of the movie it god damn it be her spooning oh my god 100 <laughs> percent. yeah yes that's the ending that should have happened like let's be real she brings her everywhere she brings her everywhere there also is this line at the mall that i wrote down with them because this is how they always are ta- they they talk about gayness a lot in this movie. Yes. Mm. So the one about Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa. Vanessa comes out of the elevator and she's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, I'm just shopping with my girlfriends." And Leah's like, "You're gay?" Like <laughs> <laughs> only gay girls assume when you say girlfriends, it means they're That's gay. true. That's yes. true. <laughs> but also even before that when they're wrestling and then they see Vanessa down below, right? And what is the first thing Leah says about her? She's pretty. She's she's like really pretty. I mean, she is. She's jealous. Is she jealous? She's a little jealous. She okay, and it's not the only time she's jealous cuz here's the other one that I want to call out is when when Juno is talking about telling her parents, keeping the baby and telling her parents and she's like your parents are going to freak out, right? Leah's telling her like they're not going to let you do this and they're not going to let you go do that and they're not you're not going to get to go to Cabo for spring break, right? Oh, and yeah. Juno replies and she goes, oh, I was going to go to Gettysburg with Bleeker anyways. And Leah's face mm-hmm. when she mm-hmm. says that, just like, boom, that is, mm-hmm. let me tell you what that face is. That is the face of someone who is like, I was going to kiss you and tell you I'm ready to date in Cabo. And now you just broke my heart for a boy. That is the face that happens in that instant, like 100%. My entire high school high school experience was making that face. So I know it well. <laughs> like I know the face. You're 100% right. You're 100% correct. 
Poor Leah. That is, that's what it is. That's that face, right? And then because the other one that killed me is at the end of the movie when Juno shows up at the track to like tell Polly how she feels, right? Uh, after the zero buildup that has happened the entire movie to that moment. She shows up at the track, right? And they cut from them kissing to the dude that they mentioned once at the beginning of the movie as being like, oh, he's totally into Juno. And you're like, why does that dude even exist? Except for this, which is they cut to him to be like, look at how jealous he is. And then they immediately cut to Leo watching them as well. And I'm like, oh, did you just need to like make it a little more obvious for the straight people who like couldn't see what is going on already? Like, I don't, you just needed to be like, jealousy, here's Leah for no particular reason. Yep. It's bad. It's, she gets jealous. That's all I'm saying. Do we want to talk a little bit about Mark before we, uh, I like hate him so much, but. So much. Uh, wait, sorry. I have one dark horse call out before we talk about, uh, Mark, which is, I'd also like to nominate Su Chin as a possible gay in this movie. Cause like. Ooh. <laughs> I Interesting choice. Underdog. Yeah. But I could totally see it as like, she's, you know, a religious household and she's not quite like free to be herself yet. Yeah. Um, but she like. Seem, I don't know. I could see her growing and, you know, leaving some things behind when you get to college. That's all I'm saying. All right. She's already nice. got she practice, could, like, She could become up. someone's hot uh, place <laughs> playing girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. Age difference? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she could become, like, Juno's base playing girlfriend. They could have a thruple. Okay. I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. With Leah? Sure. Oh, mm. wait. Also, sorry. I forgot, Ellie. I'm, I am going to let you get to how Mark is an asshole eventually. I promise. But <laughs> I have a lesbian rabbit hole. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Besides so, Ellen Page? Yes. Okay. So I Alice also want to call out lesbian rabbit hole. Uh, very, very gay Leah in this movie is played by an actress <laughs> named Olivia Thurlby, who also shows up as uh, Rebecca in The L Word Generation Q. I was going to bring that yeah. up, and I'm yes. glad you did. Hell she yeah. plays like a gay pastor, right? Yeah, she plays a gay pastor. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, mm. I, I, I'm again, I'm just, I'm just saying, raising my hands to a microphone that cannot hear me make this gesture. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. We're I'm, so good at this. And it's good. And Rebecca in in the L word like deserves so much better than than who she. So like mm. you know, it, it gives me hope that maybe somewhere out there in that rabbit hole parallel universe, she's just like gonna find Juno again. Aww. Yes, you know, it's way it. better than than what she gets in the show. Just, <laughs> it's bad. bike stealing pile of garbage. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> not good, not good. But yes, okay. Now you can tell us how Mark's an asshole. Okay, really. Mark is an asshole. Um, <laughs> that's all. No, <laughs> really nailed the landing there. I love it. Okay, Mark's an asshole. So I feel like okay. So I was I was debating this. And I feel like I'm just going to, like, live in it and see how it feels. And maybe I also want to get rid of it because it's still problematic. But this is – I sort of wanted Mark to be also replaced by a woman. Like, so already Vanessa is in a lesbian couple. Her, Mm -hmm. It's her and her wife who end up wanting to take the baby from Juno. And I don't know – I feel like I just want to cut the whole thing with Mark being creepy. But also, like – give it like maybe this it could be an older lesbian musician who's like still feeling like she she's been living her glory days and she can't she's not ready for a baby like it could still be that and you could still have we talked about this in one of our previous episodes you can still have lesbians who suck 
but let's just make them all <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> I like yeah. this. Yeah. And then it's also like Juno's awakening mm. of her sexuality and not just a creepy older person being inappropriate. Yes, exactly. Where it's like she still is like yeah. not okay with these advances because it's an older woman and she's the power dynamics are off. But she's like, wait, because she definitely like they make it seem like, oh, Juno has a crush on this older man. It's like, not maybe not really. Like, so she could have this like weird little kind of crush, but she's like, I don't want this to be a thing. But I like that. I like that. That rewrite makes it more nuanced and interesting because I feel like you could you could then get rid of the pedophilia. You could just have like Juno has a crush because she has this ring of keys moment with this older lesbian who plays guitar like her and she's got a little crush on her. And then the older lesbian is more like a, like just kind of like I don't want to have a kid right now. And you get all that like compl- I think what I think what I took away from the Mark and Juno thing was that feeling when you're gay and you like want to be friends with guys and you and you're like the cool girl mm-hmm. who plays guitar and, and has good taste in music and you obviously there's like pedophilia is going this on you that's horrible, Elise? But, do you, yeah do this you is me? where, you, where you're, like, you're just friends with a guy and then he's like i thought you wanted to date me and you're like no i like literally just want to be your friend and he's like but you're so cool and you like music and i'm like yeah i'm an interesting like i don't want to date you like but, but can't we just be friends and and they're like kind the of half like half of it it's like that kind of moment yes totally. yeah but I also feel like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I do feel like there were older men in my life when I was a kid who were like this. And you think that you're so cool because an older person's paying attention to you and then you get older and you're like, that's so inappropriate. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm. You're like, oh, that totally. was problematic. <laughs> like, why did the 28-year-old want to speak to a 16-year-old for more than, like, five minutes, you know? like Yeah, and he's like... Teenagers third, yeah. are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is a weird thing to watch as an, so uncomfortable as an adult who like used to watch it not really as an adult being like oh this is so cool and then i'm like wait there's a lot of really cringy things and that's the point like of the a lot of the stuff that is cringy but well she's so i mean every teenager is vulnerable because they want to feel cool and feel like they're fitting in somewhere and she because she's gay is especially vulnerable because <laughs> she doesn't have other like lesbians to hang out with at school who like like her music and and by the way lesbians always play guitar like we need to get that out of the way too and she plays <laughs> guitar, she plays guitar and she just does and so like she has she can't she doesn't have her community yet she doesn't have her like network and her and her queer chosen family yet so she feels like she you know and she's kind of wise beyond her years so yeah she's just especially vulnerable to this creep yep she doesn't have her gays except for leah except uh, for leah leah my heart bringing it all back and they have no other friends. It's just the two. Like, they are a couple. It's just the two of them. They're across, like, the, I don't know if schools really like this in America, but, like, the cheerleader and quirky girl, like, divide, which just feels like an unusual friendship, you know, unless there's more to it. Yes. Well, unusual friendship. And- perfect relationship. <laughs> perfect relationship. And the other thing that we didn't talk about with Leah that I feel like we should call out while we're having this whole thing about, like, problematic relationships with older men is that I also feel like Leah's pulling, like, a, a super gay move of, like, 
I know I'm just going to have crushes on teachers who are like completely <laughs> unavailable to me to actually date. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like this way of of kind of like positioning yourself as like, oh, I'm very straight and like totally into men. I just like none. Of, I can't date any of them because the men I'm into are all like older. You know, they're they're off limits men. Um, yeah, which I feel like a good like, safe move, you know, mm-hmm. to like it like brands yourself as being like, oh, this is why I'm never actually with anyone. Um, Yeah, because every 16 year old girl is into like. 40, 50-year-old bears. That's, oh, yeah. That's the time. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. I think <laughs> I think this helps me. This helps me also, like, put my, like, everything you said about jealousy and Leah, Lee, uh, helps me understand Juno's gayness better. And I'm, I'm going to relate Sappho here because Sappho teaches us. <laughs> Please. Sappho, Sappho teaches us how jealousy works in a, like, lady-loving situation and how it, like, affects your body. And it's the sense of longing and loss and desire that can't be fulfilled. And that's the look on Leah's face, right? When Juno confronts Polly Bleeker in the hallway about taking a different girl to prom, it's not yearning, like it's not a jealousy rooted in yearning and desire. She's just pissed off at him because she feels like a house and he knocked her up and the decent thing for him to do would be to take her to prom. And she's like mad about the injustice of that. And she's like irritated. She's not jealous wanting him to take her to prom. She's jealous like, you should take me to prom, you bastard. Yeah, um, she is not jealous of the girl that she literally told him to go ask out. Like, right. <laughs> right. yeah, a little self-sabotaging there, but you know. Gay self-sabotaging. She's like, I don't want to date you. Date that other girl, please. Thanks. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, she... that's exactly how you handle the conversation with the guy you're super into is to tell him to, to you know, go ask out this other girl who smells like soup. That's how most of us handle that. She, because soup, she's so co- confident and self-assured and knows what she wants. And when he tells her that he likes her, she, like, has a look of panic on her face and suggests the soup girl you know, if she liked him even a little bit, she would assert, like, that it's out of her character to, and so that that's why you really feel like this heterosexuality at the end is just shoehorned in. Can we just take a quick moment to imagine, like, what if Leah had just asked her to prom? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect well, I wish I had screenshotted everyone's faces just there. Don't worry, I'm recording this video. Take it, you can take it out of the cutest right like it so cute so and juno would like get up on stage and like balance a ukulele on her big pregnant belly and like play leah their song and that would be the end of the movie ah fixed it i love Uh, it the end of the movie would be them spooning in the hospital bed oh yeah good point good point yeah i'm into it (laughs) so uh who are we shipping Uh, (laughs) everybody We we ship Vanessa with her uh, hot bass player, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we Leah and Juno, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I ship. Let's go ahead, Ellie. What's their ship name? Come on. Wait, Elise, <laughs> do you have another ship? I just I think I I ship myself with like the hamburger phone. <laughs> <laughs> I want that phone. It's amazing. So it's uh, what Alberger is your ship name? <laughs> I yes. love it. Yep. Um, and so, wait, Juno and Leah? Yeah. Junia. Julia. I, I also, I could go with, like, Luno, and it's, like, Luna, Luna but, but like, their gay ship name is Luno. Mm. Any other, any other ship names for Juno and Leah? Do they even have last names? McGuff. Oh, McGuff. Juno's McGuff. last name. <laughs> 
Juno's a MacGuff. Uh, Leah doesn't get a last name. That's so the lesbian characters never get a last name, huh? I know, right? <laughs> what if you do? What if you do like Luna, and then you bring in that like lesbian moon energy, like you know, I don't know. Is that too yeah. much? No, I'm into it. I like Luna. No, I'm here for it. <laughs> into it. I love it. I love it. And wait, who else are we shipping? We're shipping Vanessa, Vanessa and, and her base. future wife. So, but we don't know that person's name, huh? No. We could just we could just ship Vanessa and Suchik. <laughs> it's a little problematic in the movie, but we'll, yeah. we'll just place it in the future. It's fine. <laughs> Sunessa. That's what I'm going with. Vanessa. Sunessa. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how but strong like, in feel about that years. One. In 15 years. A long, yeah, you know. long time in the future. And then they have they have like a they have like an interesting story to tell once they get together. Like, you know, I I was really leaning into my like rejecting myself to the to the point where I kind of did this radical right thing and and then I and then I realized that I was in love with you. Well, and plus like how beautiful would it be if like Su Chin was part of the impetus for Juno not to go through with having the abortion that saved the baby that Vanessa ends up adopting and then they fall in love you know mm-hmm. I'm just saying full circle the possibilities yeah. are endless full circle yeah you guys there's there's a quote that I need to to bring up with with us here <laughs> yes I think it's like the climax of the gay plot of the movie and it actually comes from Mac McGuff do you know what I'm talking about Mm-hmm. I don't, but I'm so excited for a gay climax. I'm just going to read the quote, okay? Because Juno, like, runs home after Mark's a dick and is like, Dad, tell me people can, like, tell me marriage can, like, work and, like, relationships can work. And he tells her, in my opinion, and listen to the gender-neutral language he uses, in my opinion, the best thing you can do is find a person who loves you for exactly what you are. Good mood, bad mood. Ugly, pretty, handsome, what have you. The right person will still think the sun shines out your ass. That's the kind of person that's worth sticking with. I definitely had that written in like some like notebook as like a quote I loved. <laughs> okay, but wait, what if the dad was talking about Leah the whole time? Oh my god. Of course he was. That's why he used the gender neutral <laughs> person and said handsome uh, and pretty so that he could like be all encompassing for his daughter who he knows is a lesbian. Feminist icon. Except, except he feel like he said some problems. He slut shames her. Absolutely, sure. (laughs) He he does a little, but I have to say, I mean, compared to many dads in this era of movies that we have seen, like I actually kind of love. I I like his character. You know, it's like he has the one little moment, but for the most part, he's like he's pretty supportive. You know, overall, maybe he's disappointed in her for like you know acting out of her like gay character maybe he's like i you know i thought you like knew that you were gay and so i'm disappointed that you <laughs> yeah have you seen aren't embracing um, your <laughs> the movie blockers no nope. oh my nope. god it's like this ridiculous comedy but basically all the parents are trying to stop their kids from having sex on prom night <laughs> and one of the dads goes to stop his daughter because he knows she's gay and he doesn't want her <laughs> Oh, to have oh, six, oh. like it's like actually really nice and he's like i don't want you to regret this and then like oh, she ends up being gay and falling in love with the girl it's so cute so love it that's, that's adorable. I, I like that i like that interpretation yeah i'm into it so i mean i feel like we have we're pretty decided that juno should have been gay should have been gay yeah should have been gay should have been gay does that mean it's time ellie it's time for our q and gay let's do this Q, 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 and, 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 I think Lisa and Elise, you can both answer just one at a time. 
All right. So our first question. What were you in high school? A, track jock. B, valedictorian. C, indie music kid. Or D, theater kid. Who wants to answer first? I was definitely a D. I knew you would be a D. (laughs) (laughs) I also was a D. Of course you were. (laughs) Elise, what were you? I kind of tried out all four at different stages and Mm, and like experimented. Um, So I was like a band nerd slash jock slash book like on the academic bowl, but book nerd team. Um, so I'll say B cause I think I was, I was pretty, pretty book nerdy, but I definitely was not the valedictorian. There were, I was pretty <laughs> far, you know, what I was voted was class clown, but it's because my, my high school buddies and I figured out how to fix the senior superlative elections. <laughs> nice. We, we figured out that if we could like get our group of like 30 friends to like vote as a block on like a ballot, like a, a straight ballot ticket, like a sample ballot, mm-hmm. then we could have a large enough percentage of the vote. So we just kind of. So that's that's what we did. Wow. Impressive. You gamed the system. Sounds like a sounds like a valedictorian move to me. There you go. <laughs> cool. I'll take it. Question two. Who was the bigger asshole? A Mark or B that ultrasound tech? Oh, tough question. I think I have to go with Mark. I feel like the ultrasound tech got a she got what was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we have not talked about Alice and Jenny. How? We <sighs> didn't at all. I know. I. Ugh. All right, let's do it now. Alice and Jenny. There's just too much to talk about. She's a god. <laughs> too much. <laughs> She's just it's incredible. Any role she plays is incredible. Has anyone seen her in um? What was that movie where she was so freaking good in the Everyone with Margot Robbie? Oh, I Tonya. Yeah. So oh, good. She's incredible. Well, actually, so um, I think it was the. Back Delcast episode, they did one on Juno, uh, and they were saying that in this movie, in Juno, she like sends her daughter. She's taking her to um, ice skating practice, and so they decided that it was like the greater oh, universe. Liberty, oh, Liberty, Liberty <laughs> Oh my God, stop it! Well, and Allison Janney is one of those that, like, every time I see her in a movie, I find myself on you know, the personal life part of her Wikipedia page just to confirm, like, wait, she's not gay? Are we sure? <laughs> she's she's quite tall. Like, are we sure she's not gay? And uh, right? once you tall. hit a certain, like, height, you have to be gay. Is that how it works? <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. I will inform my Oh, I have inches to go to my, <laughs> to my gay height. Look, every gay tall needs a gay small, and that's what I am. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Wait, I need to know more about Lisa's like theater days. Like what what were you what did you star in? Like what what did you do? I was less I was less in theater and we did more like cabarets of theater songs cuz my school wasn't very big. So we didn't really have enough people to do like proper musicals, but we did like cabarets and whatnot. I think I was I think my yeah, I was late to the game though. I didn't start singing till I was like 14. And now like all former theater kids, you just live on tiktok just do it on tiktok yeah all I just, day. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. my um gen z's like sisters uh they just troll me now on on the singing oh videos. my god <laughs> they're like this isn't what it's for whatever i love it <laughs> y'all's I have, tiktok like, content is... duets with lisa on my page i have so many 
Every time y'all do a TikTok, I send it to everyone I know. And I know like three, three people on TikTok who aren't y'all. And I'm like, I know these people. I think they're, they're like, I think we're fr- like, we're, I know them. They're, they're, I think we're friends. I think we're friends. I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm are. not sure I'm cool enough to be considered their friends, but like, I'm aspiring. I'm aspirationally their friend. And that's how impressive your TikTok content is to me. I love it. I love it. It's, so it's Ellie's gay bell really uh, turned turned everything around. <laughs> turned the tides. Yes. All right. We got to keep going with the q <laughs> Sorry. All right. Question three. Where did you always head first at the mall? A, the pretzel place. B, music store. C, hot topic. Or D, arcade. <laughs> pretzel place. At <laughs> least it's like easy. Yeah. What I love Auntie Annie's. That's our pretzel place. I don't know if that's a, yeah. a chain or not. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the cinnamon dusted, mm-hmm. you know. And it was it was always right next to a Cinnabon, no matter what. Oh, they were like yeah. they shared space. I love Cinnabon. <laughs> They're like hot dough here, just of all shapes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like for me, I want to say pretzel place, but we don't really have pretzel places in Australia. I mean, like we do, but like What's not at the, the mall. It's not like a common thing at the mall. I don't know, like probably like um, like an ice cream store. Like I probably would have gone and got like a chocolate fix, but I definitely would have gone food first always. Okay. Cool. That's yeah, fair. That's food fair. first we'll always. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my okay. life motto. <laughs> I know. Do you like how none of the options were like actually like shopping real things? <laughs> well, some people I shop. I was going to put like Sears on and then I was like, who we would even bother? So anyways, question I mean- four. <laughs> What is your favorite Juno song? A, anyone else but you. B, all I want is you. C, all the young dudes. Or D, tree hugger. I have to say A, because it was like, because of the memories. The The first love memories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, same. It's just such a great, I mean, it's so iconic to that movie. And it's so sweet. And it's actually, you know, the two of them playing and singing and yeah. so now when you when you go to Ellen Page's Instagram and you watch her singing and playing guitar as her beautiful wife dances professionally in the background, you can like make that link and have that feeling of like, oh, yeah, like she sings and plays the guitar. And like, here's the setting I always wanted it to be since that movie. I love it. I feel like that could be an upcoming TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. send those what? videos. Mm-hmm. What? Ellen Page playing in... No, just that song. Just that song. It's like a great oh, duet. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, question number five. Have you ever been to a dance before? A, every week. B, I went to prom. Or C, dances are for nerds and squares. <laughs> I'm so outing myself as a nerd here. I mean, we all know I have a Battlestar Galactica podcast to give the jiggers up. Um, I used to go to an under-14s disco in a church hall called Sam's Disco every wow. week. And it was two hours of dancing, like fun dancing, and then like one hour of slow dancing. And it was just woo-woo. And At the it's church ridiculous. hall? Did they do the one church hall? hall? The like, hour oh of make, slow yeah. dancing. Make room I for know. Jesus? Did they do that? Yeah. yeah. No, they, it was not really religious, and I don't really know why they did it, but I'm grateful for it. Because we also had blue light discos, which are run by the police, and I wasn't allowed to go to those. I don't know why. My parents had it in their head that, like, bad things would happen, but I could go to this one. And, like, my parents aren't religious, so it wasn't that it was in a church. I, I don't know how I started going, but I went every single Friday night. I used to wear, like, the craziest hairstyles, and, like, for two hours, everybody would be 
scrambling to see who would dance with who. And I used to like, actually, yeah, a really short guy because I'm 5'8", and I was 5'8 when I was like 12. Uh, and I used to like this guy who was really short. I still know his phone number. Uh, and I had my first dance with him was to, um, what's the song called? <laughs> How you make a love with me? Tell me what it's gonna be. Do you remember this song? Of course. Keep going. Keep going. You gotta sing more yeah, of it. Like, you gotta I, sing more of it. Gotta, yeah. I don't Can you get to the chorus? I don't. I think that is the chorus. Is it? I don't know. I don't know the song. Do you see yourself fucking with a fucker like me? <laughs> I'm into it. But... Elise, you've got to know. I'm so into it. I know. I know it. I know it. I'm just. I just. I'm not. You can't think of what it's called. And then the, the, there's the chorus. Is anyway, that was pretty, the, right? Like something about being pretty. Oh yeah, ba, I, da, 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 da. I know the song. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah, yeah. Da, da. Anyway, I don't it. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off with that big like yeah. It used to be the first song they played because it was like kind of easing into the slow music. Anyway, what was the slow dance the song? 90s. I remember they would always play. Um, don't want to close my eyes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. that was always, like, the last song, and you'd just be like, mm-hmm. Aerosmith. <laughs> Love it. Yes. <laughs> that was our slow dance, like, the final song of the night. Oh. Every time. That was a better time. Anyway, so, yes, I was my big nerd. It's okay. Elise, yeah. you need to answer the question. My answer was just so long. <laughs> so I, I just, like, I I love dancing, and I, I, like, dancing is my favorite thing. So, but in high school, I just remember being really confused most of the time because I would end up at the dance with my like the homecoming or prom dance with my male date and I would sort of spend the whole dance pining after whatever girl I had a crush on who was like they're really pretty in her beautiful gown and off like dancing with some chump and you know I'd be like why am I having such a bad time at this dance but I love dancing and like and like <laughs> literally had no idea yeah literally had no idea like why um and so I, I still have some like really like distinct memories of like my like my high school crush like you know dancing to to freak nasty's the dip you know like like that is burned (laughs) into my brain like what like sappho style right like watching a guy hang out with the girl i liked and being like Mm. destroyed by it um at dances is one of my like associations with high school (laughs) with high school dances wait were you out Um, in high school i wasn't out no so i i was really like good with guys because I didn't care. So I could just like ask <laughs> any guy out. I could just be like, I'm not nervous. Do you, like, do you want to go to the dance with me? And like, cause I, cause I, that's like my entry ticket is like, you have to have a guy to go to the dance with you. So like, I guess I've got to. So I asked all of my boyfriends out and I was very much the Juno and um, pursuing, but I was never that interested in my high school boyfriends um, because they weren't uh, women. <laughs> I was the Juno so hard to Elise. <laughs> I took a woman to my prom. Well, like we, we have a formal, but it wasn't like in any way. It was like a friend who was the grade above me and Aww. she'd left high school already. And so I wanted her to come. And so, so wait, like, is that, is that going to make me the lone one? I took my girlfriend to both junior and senior prom in high school. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> yep. I'm so jealous. Of I, you. T- I went to junior and senior prom, both with two different girls, but I was straight. Hmm. Quite <laughs> the best the best prom I went to was I went with my my best friend in high school and he was you know a gay guy and so we went and we just had such a nice time it was like there was no like weirdness or anything but when I when I look at my students now I'm like you have no idea how good you have it you you just like took <laughs> someone of the same sex to your dance like when I was your age like that like I, I that like <laughs> like I wish I could do high school ever just just to do what you did Lee and like take a girl to a dance but that we're be, like, like the same age 
I don't know. I just I grew up in like George, like rural Georgia. Oh and, well, and, yeah, like, that's that's a little different. <laughs> it just like was pretty creepy, and um, but yeah, like buying her the do you buy her a corsage and everything, Lee, and like <laughs> I don't. We must have had something, right? I don't remember. I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember like getting dressed. I remember like the dresses and stuff. I don't yeah. remember if we had corsages. I definitely got my dates corsages, even though we were straight. <laughs> so I was treating my, uh, my dates well. Oh! <laughs> I the thing about it is the funniest thing is like for my junior prom, it was literally like the my coming out story was like i had invited a guy already to prom um there was like this guy that i met on a college tour uh who like didn't even live in my state but he was like super into me and i was like sure why not (laughs) um and he like drove down for us to like go on a couple dates and stuff and then i was like supposed to be bringing him to prom Uh, And I had this, like, two-part operation, because first I had to tell him, like, sorry, you are not coming to prom with me. And then I also had to tell my parents, like, sorry, I am not bringing this dude to prom. I am bringing this girl that I am very much dating now. So, yeah. Okay. Jealous. It was a whole adventure. High school was very tumultuous as a closeted gay. Yep. Like, just like, Yeah. Ellie, say say more about that. Like, what, oh, I'm what just do you saying, mean? I have the same shit as you, Elise. Where it was like, I would have so many, <laughs> so many nights where I would be like, like you know, to go to a, a high school party, and I would like be drinking a little bit, and I just start crying, and I was like, I don't know why I'm crying, and I'm like crying because <laughs> my best friend's <laughs> making out with a guy. Yeah, like God, I don't know sucks. why I'm so upset. Like I just like he, he sucks. Like I don't know why she's over there with him. Like and I'm like yeah. literally, what is wrong with you? I mean, yeah, and like so not to like bring things back to Sappho too much, but like that that's how <laughs> always her, mo- her her most her most famous poem starts out, he seems to me equal to the gods, that man who sits across from you, listening to your sweet laughing. And in the poem, like her body is is falling apart. Like she the watching her beloved talk to this man is having a catastrophic physiological impact on her being. And sh- and she is like, I'm sweating and my heart is pounding and I'm going to die and I can't speak. And I can't breathe and I can't even, like, my eyes don't work anymore. Fuck this. Like, that is the Hashtag point. relatable content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been the same way for 2,000 years, you guys. Uh, it doesn't we never get learn. better. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And on that note, gosh, thanks so much for joining us, Lisa. <laughs> so wait, what's our ship name again? Can we... Oh, Ellie our ship name. Oh. Ellie Alicia. Ellie okay, Alicia cool. Lee, I think. <laughs> Ellie Alicia Lee. I love Ellie it. Ellie Alicia Lee. Um, tell us where we can find Sweet Bitter. It's coming out this week. Right? Yes. Yes. I'm like, yes. I know because I'm also <laughs> on it. <laughs> but tell us about um, it. We can be found as, at Sweet Bitter Pod on Instagram and Twitter uh, you can email us at sappho at sweetbitterpodcast.com. Our website is sweetbitterpodcast.com. I think it's enough. This is enough information yes. for and you. If you well, if and you, if you want to join our launch team as well, there's still time. Oh, yes, there is. So you can join our launch team on the website, correct? Yes, it's on the support page. And um, you can also subscribe because we're already in all the podcasting s- stores. You can find our trailer there yeah amazing and where can where can everyone follow the two of you individually um i'm at lisa charlotte everywhere lisa with two e's um that's pretty consistent 
Elise is so hard to find online. <laughs> I have to, I keep things a little tighter just because like like of like professordom, but um I you can find me at my website, elisenor.com. Great. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and doing this should have been gay. This has been months in the making and it made me so happy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this episode, we want to shout out someone who wrote us the most touching email. Oh, my God. It was so beautiful. Um, It was beautiful. So we just wanted to say thank you, Jenna, for writing us and telling us so much about your life and where the podcast has fit into it and it just ugh, I'm like a little emotional today I was very emotional when I read that email it really like I try to convey to people so often like it really matters when you email us like it really really impacts our day in a in I, a positive I, way read it and then I immediately made my wife sit down and read the whole thing as well because I was like I need you to read this so that someone can understand why I'm just going to be making this face for the next yes. hour yes if you want to see Lee's face it's full of emotion <laughs> it was very tears emotional. are coming it was so yeah. um it was just really lovely so thank you so much Jenna it meant so much to us and we're so glad that you enjoy the podcast and as always we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons Mark Foster Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Danny Griswold, Jacqueline Rosenshino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Hendley, Liz Chen, and Wendy K. Bartlett. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can send us an email at lesshangoutpod at gmail.com. You may have noticed we love receiving them. (laughs) Or you can check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll be the first to know when new episodes go up. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash lesshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first one is so easy. Go on the Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and a review. A, we love reading the reviews, and B, it helps new people find the podcast. And if you want to support us financially, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Come hang out with us in our Discord. We just had a Jackbox game night a few days ago, which was the best. I won one of the games, so that was great for me. Um, you won with Yoko A. Corno in my heart always. <laughs> and yeah, if you want to know what the hell Yoko A. Corno means, join us at bit.ly slash Patreon. If you want to get some merch, um, Yoko A. Corno shirts pending, <laughs> you can find all of our designs. You can get them on tees and tanks and mugs and all sorts of good stuff. You can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. Also, if you want to support us in our most recent endeavor, you can help us by donating to our pink starter at bit.ly slash the flame the musical to help us make our musical podcast a reality. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out.